So I decided to do a story about a dog named Judy. She has big boobs. Who? Judy? Judy. Look at the first photo you sent me. Those are boobs. Judy has big boobs. Look at it. The oh wow, photo. she has oh she does have big boobs. <laughs> Why are her boobs so big? I don't know, but those are big boobs. The contents of the Not Book are for entertainment only. It is not meant to offend or hurt anyone. This podcast contains adult themes, sexual content, strong language, and is only intended for an audience who's ready for the shit! Okay there. Story time! Hello and welcome back to the Not Book Podcast. I'm Amy. And I'm Nana. And this is our 35th episode? Yeah. 35th! Woo! I also have to apologize because I'm really, really sick. Like, yeah, deathly but... ill. It's okay. You usually sound like a dude anyway. So. Oh, do I? Okay, that's fine. Then everyone's different. used to it. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, you sound more feminine today for some reason. What? Yeah. You know how when people are sick, their voice usually go lower? Yes. But your voice is higher than normal today. But, oh, you know what it is? It's because my nose is stuffed, so I have this, like, nasally uh... pinched high, yeah. Right. Okay, I'll take that. I'll take that. Sounds good. (laughs) Thank you. Sound like a woman to it. Cool. Yeah. So what's new with you besides the Um, fact that you're sick as hell? Well, I um, know that I'm an adult now because I got cleaners yesterday and I am so happy. Like, I haven't felt this happy in like a month. Have you ever had like just a nice clean house and just sat down and been like oh this is so nice mm-hmm. usually when we know we have guests coming over so we oh yeah do that <laughs> yeah, the day clean. before right and our house is so clean and we're like why do we always clean for other people why don't we yeah. just clean for ourselves <laughs> yeah we're the exact same yeah but, oh man I, i'm gonna start budgeting cleaners into uh my expenses because right. this is freaking phenomenal man <laughs> It's just so, she like organized everything too, so what? I don't really she know where anything too? is. Oh. Yeah, mm-hmm. is it the same lady that you've been using? Yeah, it is. But mm. every time she does it, I'm always this surprised and excited. So interesting. Maybe yeah, for a call. You really it's just like I I don't mind cleaning because it's like oh I like to keep my house nice but then it's tiring man like every single weekend if we try to do a big cleaning it takes up a day and a half yeah exactly and then because you have a house right yeah and then like the weekend is gone what do i do now (laughs) i have to go to work tomorrow fuck i'm so tired from cleaning yeah Mm. and i don't know how my mom did it because she would literally work all day and then on the weekend all she would do is just clean and i mean my place takes like two hours to clean if i really cleaned Mm-hmm. It only takes her three hours. I just don't got time for that shit, man. Yeah, I think I got, this like, is a millennial problem that we have. It's like, ugh, cleaning. Whereas yeah. our parents are just like, yeah, gotta that's do a it. part of life. What exactly. do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got to support, you know, like, the community. That's right. Support the that's right. Yeah, that's, that's what community. I'm doing. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Anyways, what's new with you? Um, not much, but yesterday I bought a cool thing. Well, I bought it a couple of days ago and I just took it out for Lehman yesterday. And it's a, a digital smart scale. Oh, Fancy. is it yes. for like food? No, for pe- 
people what <laughs> wait a digital scale yeah a digital smart scale so it's one of those oh, things that you stand on and it can calculate like your body fat percentage your <gasps> bone density and your muscle density and all that stuff oh it's really cool that's so serious yeah so it's obviously not a hundred percent accurate we did some yeah. research and it the percentage is always like two or three percentage on like higher or lower but it's within that range so you have a good idea it's just because we we're trying to get fit and lose some fat and gain more muscle and all that jazz so it's good it's it's a good thing to have at home if that's what you're trying to do and just have a sense of like what's going up and what's going down you know cool. yeah yeah and How's uh and your wedding planning going it's it's going um slowly but steadily going <laughs> so like we we measured our body fat and stuff last night and apparently i'm pretty healthy Okay. And, yeah, my me- metabolic age is 26, which is oh, actually younger than what I am, so pretty I'm pretty good. happy about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so everything is good except for my fat and my I'm fat. <laughs> <laughs> so my BMI is good, it's 22 and yeah. body fat percentage is pretty high and especially like superficial fat. So the fat around my organs are are like actually really great, like uh, it's higher than normal it's in the good section uh-huh. but my superficial fat is it's very high dude i gotta like lose some belly fat and oh yeah oh yeah well well mm. at least it's like outside right so then it's not <laughs> damaging anything i eventually well so it's a good alarm for me to know that this is what i need to work on so if anybody is looking to lose some fat and gain some muscle and want to keep track of all that just at home and not need to go to the doctors i highly recommend you getting a digital scale and it's not super expensive this one it was like 35 bucks or something oh that's so cheap yeah yeah so yeah if you're missing a scale at home just pay like ten dollars extra i think think of any regular digital scale nowadays is like 20 something dollars yeah just get a smart scale for ten dollars extra and you get to link it onto your phone and then you get to see how much fat you have yay we we got one too a little while ago Mm -hmm. it's like the health by one or something scale it was garbage man really yeah like it was totally off i actually went to go and get all that shit measured at like a physiotherapist's office right they have mm-hmm. the one where you like squeeze the bar and then stand on the scale and everything and it was it was pretty off oh from that but maybe i should go get it done once and just to see how accurate this thing is yeah you could do that yeah i yeah. feel like it's pretty accurate i thought my body fat percentage is a, i'm not gonna expose myself a certain number but <laughs> <laughs> and it's pretty much what i expected it from the scale okay so yeah that's I'm good not gonna, i'm not gonna expose myself here no i'll tell you later <laughs> it's very bad oh, <laughs> so what do you have prepared for us today i have three horror stories they're Ooh. all very interesting and i'm very excited to share them good what about you <laughs> i have two horror stories and one good story and i don't know it's a good story but it's like a kind of sad ending but how dare you share a good sad story i know i mean a sad good story i know sorry guys but it's a good one it's a really good one um maybe maybe we'll see we'll see yeah all right i'll start us off then i guess i'm scared (laughs) it's not till the end you have like okay 40 minutes you're good (laughs) Okay. okay okay oh god i apologize
All right, first story of the week. So this is a pretty interesting story. I really don't know what I would do if I was caught in the middle of this, but um, it's very entertaining. So I'll Those start. Those are the best ones. I'll start. Um, this one is shared by username a lively unicorn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so she says, uh, I should give her a name. Let's call her Jesus Ursula. Uh, okay. <laughs> I don't know why that's the first name that came up. I'm sorry. Okay, Ursula. So Ursula says, About a year ago, I matched with a guy I used to work with, but didn't really know him that well. And one of my workmates is a mutual friend and encouraged us to get together. So we did, and we talked for a few weeks. And then we decided to meet up for a quick coffee at his house. And then we made plans to go for food that weekend. The date comes, and uh, we go on really well and then decided to go for a few drinks after dinner. We got to talking about our dating histories, and he got to tell me about this previous girl that he had met on Tinder, who he had to get rid of a few weeks earlier as she turned up on his doorstep one week after meeting her two teenage kids. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and when he met her two teenage kids, she was trying to move in with him. So basically, this girl, random girl that he met on Tinder, and turns out she has two kids, who are teenagers and she's trying to persuade him into letting them all move in with him what the hell yeah this was all one week within the week of meeting him what yeah and of course she was super clingy and uh she made an excuse of saying that she was getting hassled from an ex-partner so she needed to move in with him and be protected and whatever so obviously he was not okay with that any normal human being would not be okay with that um and try to cut it off so he was still telling the story and then uh, ursula decided to go to the bar to get more drinks and then when she came back she noticed that he was looking very nervous and a little bit distracted by something going Mm -hmm. on outside so i looked outside and noticed a girl with bright red hair stomping <gasps> around outside of the pub. The same no. description that he has given me as the girl he had recently blown off due to being cl- clingy. <gasps> and then, what do you know? Five minutes later, said girl with red hair from outside stomps to him into the bar screaming that he had gotten her pregnant and is demanding to know if he was now dating this girl pointing at Ursula. And turns out, of course, this is a girl that he was talking about that he previously met on Tinder, blah, blah, blah. And uh, Ursula just sat there with her new drink, sipping on it, (laughs) watching this red-haired woman spill all the tea while being a little bit scared of having my head kicked by a pregnant hormonal crazy girl. Needless to say, I never called him again. Oh my god! That's messed it's up. It's so eventful, isn't it? When I message this girl for permission, I'm like, this is the most horrific yet entertaining date ever. <laughs> yeah. Why? Do, I don't understand him, though. Like, why Why is he so still attracted to that type of... I don't think that he is. I think that he's oh. really tried to get get away from that but of course but how did she know where he was oh she found him yeah you oh dear lord Mm -hmm. girls turn into detectives when we want to remember uh like finding where he's on a date oh god Mm -hmm. it's fucking terrifying yeah did she end up like continuing dating him or just of course not she never called him again and just cut it all off oh yeah you don't want to deal with that that was a smart move you don't know what's gonna happen like you this 
he but was that's not really his fault is it but i mean he was involved right like oh okay true i feel like when something goes wrong it's never one-sided like it, it yeah that's yeah true. it's no you're yeah. right yeah so something must have happened on that side yeah and when he tells a story of how crazy she is he's not telling the full story like nope right yeah, it's a one-sided story but um yeah i'm glad that she uh didn't get her head kicked by a pregnant hormonal girl so yeah this is a survival yes, story too yes. we are very happy that you survived <laughs> thank you for sharing that story <laughs> ursula like the unicorn person so this is the second no this is my first story <laughs> and the second story sorry the second story this is sent in by maddie chez okay i'm gonna call her maddie uh so clever yes this is a very interesting story so maddie was 18 when this happened okay so let's just mm-hmm. keep in mind she's 18 just graduated high school okay right she was using tinder and was just trying to have a good time meeting people and seeing where things took her so mm-hmm. she matched with this really handsome man and let's call him john okay He was Mm -hmm. covered in tattoos and was just all around super attractive. His profile said that he was 25, which was the maximum age that she would go for. But they had good chemistry, so she was pretty happy. Mm -hmm. I still think that's kind of, like, weird. Because... 18 and 25? Yeah. Because that's, like, post-high school for three years. And you're going out with a high school kid. Yeah, it was like everything after university is fine. Like even if you're in third, second year university, you're dating like a 25 year old, it's fine. But like the high school thing makes it weird. Yes, exactly. Anyways, it gets weirder. So, but it's okay. She's legal, right? At least she's legal. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Not better, but um. Mm. So fast forward about a week of them talking, and he invited her out to hang out with his friends. So he picked up Maddie in a really nice car. They have great conversation and they end up meeting his friends at a restaurant. Mm. They had a really nice patio and they ended up having a five course meal. Damn. Complete with nice cocktails, great food and good conversation. The bill came to about $350 and he paid for everything. He also tipped really well. Mm. So Maddie was pretty impressed that a 25 year old had that kind of money to be throwing around. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even have that kind of money. I know, right? (laughs) Good for him. Good for John. But she was really happy that he treated her to such a nice dinner. After the meal, John and Maddie went over to a little dive bar where John knew the owner. They started drinking, and this is probably what led to the night ending up poorly. They sat on a bench and started to talk, and Maddie was having a really great time until she started asking about John's personal life. Somehow, he let it slip that he was not 25 like his profile had stated, but actually 35. Wait, he's almost double her age. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Maddie was instantly a bit put off because that's a huge age difference. Yeah, that's like 10 years different, buddy. But the night was going well, so she just tried to put it in the back of her mind. And then at one point, John casually dropped a line about his kids. Huh? Yeah. So it came up when Maddie brought up her summer job, which was being a camp counselor. Like, this is how young she is, okay? She's still camp counselor. And John thought she had brought that up because she had kids of her own. Mm -hmm. 
But Maddie corrected him and made a joke about how she was still basically a kid, and this is where things got bad. Oh, so basically, you can imagine it's like Maddie saying, yeah, I still feel like a kid at times. And then John goes, yeah, that's how I felt when I had my oldest. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> so that comment made uh, her freeze. Yeah, exactly. Not the same thing. <laughs> and, and she did her best to casually ask if he had any kids. His response was, yeah, I have three. Well, four technically oh. since one's on the way. And the Shut worst up. part? Yeah. There's a worst part. There's a worst part. Uh, what? The four kids were not with the same mother. There were four kids to four different women. Jesus. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so Maddie was dead silent for a second while she tried to process the information that was just given. And then John went into detail, revealing that his oldest daughter was 12... Meaning that Maddie was closer in age to his kid than she was to him. Yikes. Yeah. Anyways, so this is where she was kind of like, okay, I need to stop this. So he ended (laughs) up calling her an Uber and was a complete gentleman about it. He texted her a couple of times before he gave up, but everything worked out in the end, which was good. But yeah, this is so messed up. But would you ever consider dating someone with kids? I know this is like kind of a tough subject mm. but what do you think i don't know um it depends on what stage i am in my life when i'm 18 yeah. definitely not <laughs> not yeah no good i i'm still i'm way over 25 but i'm still a child myself it's just gross because like he knew she was 18 because like tinder it tells you what uh, age you are and then yeah he knows that his and his daughter's 12 like that's only six years. That, yeah, that's that's gross, man. When he said that he had a fourth kid coming, like, on the way, did he mean with her? <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> she was Oh, my God. That is weird. Yeah, I'm it sorry. It is weird. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't think that... Mm, have no. you dated anyone with kids? No. No? Mm-mm. I have not. The oldest guy that I've ever dated was eight years older than me and I was oh, okay. 22 at the time I think oh <clears throat> yeah 22 I... I think so he was just 30 and he was nowhere near settling down and having children so no <laughs> interesting well yeah it's interesting with guys because like they they can be pretty young well mm-hmm. I guess girls too but girls too, yeah I was at Kelsey's stag and right. and this guy was kind of like following me around like I was just kind of blowing him off but I didn't like outright say no I just kind of run away and then at the end of it he literally cornered me and was like can I take you out I was like oh fuck I was like no I have a boyfriend and then he left and then everyone's like what happened I was like oh he's just like asked me I was really awkward and then they're like, oh, did you know that he has a 17-year-old daughter? Oh, and this, shut up. This guy looked like he was, like, 27. But he had the 17-year-old daughter when he was 17. Oh, my God. So he was really young. And you would have never been able to tell. And I probably would have gone on a date with him, you know, if it was, like, if I didn't have a boyfriend. But, like, he was a normal dude and everything. super nice. But you wouldn't have known, you know? Yeah. You would have been... At dinner, and then he would be like, so I have a 17-year-old daughter. Yeah, like, when is it an appropriate time for you to bring that up? I think you have to bring it up early. Yeah, but, like, do you bring it up before the first date or during the first date? Because 
if you bring it up before the first day and then you get everything cleared and everybody is aware of the situation, if you bring it up during the first day or even after the first date, you've wasted a date if the other person is not okay with it. So I think that I would say probably on the date because mm. I think you don't really get to know someone unless you actually hang out with them. True. And if so, you, it, yeah. So if you tell them before the date, you're kind of eliminating it for yourself already. Yeah, because it's so easy to just brush it off if you haven't had any investment in the mm-hmm. date. It's also kind of sneaky, but also like, you know, you guys might have such a good time that it's like worth mm-hmm. looking over. Yeah. I don't know. I'm also like older now, and I see all my friends, and I'm kind of like a little less picky. I think as you get older, you get less picky with things. Really? I feel like as you get older, you're more picky because you actually know what you want. And then you know all the red flags. Yeah. When when we were younger, we're just like, oh, he's cute. I'll go on a date with him. Oh, he's cute. I'll I'll, I'll give it a try. But now, like, we can actually see past the the whatever cuteness and hotness and actually care about personality and, like, if they're a decent human being. But that's what I mean. But that's what I mean. Like, you're looking more for personality, not for, like, looks and mm. stuff. like you were yeah. picky before because they had to have the personality they had to have the looks they had to have the height they had to have the hair whatever it is mm-hmm. and then yeah and then after that it's like okay or you can just go back to your childhood best friend like you you know <laughs> yeah that's true too thank god he still has hair right is that like a serious concern for you that kevin's cannot have hair yeah, I always look at that because, like, if you're 25 and you still have hair, then you're totally fine. Hmm. Interesting. So, yeah, I used to always date people that were, like, 25 and older. Hmm. True. Just to make sure they had hair. Yeah. Wait, hair where? Oh, on the head. Oh, okay. Oh, ew. Uh. Why? <laughs> why did you do that? Because I have to make everything weird. You know me. Come on. Oh, God. Anyways. Okay. <laughs> Well, thank you for sharing that story. And uh, I feel like is this another survivor story? No. Yeah. Kind uh, of. Yeah. Oh no, but he was a gentleman about it, so True. Okay, so it yeah. doesn't count. Yeah. Hmm. Just an right. awkward date with a dad. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. This could have been her dad. <laughs> Ew, I know. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> so the third story of the week comes from a user named Twiggy572. Okay, I'm gonna name her Lori. Thank you, Amy, for that. Um, so Lori says that Lori says Lori oh. says. <laughs> uh, when I was 22, I met a guy who 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 was 27. We met on Bumble around three years ago. Hmm. So she's now 25, and this guy is now 30 years old. Okay. Okay. So we both agreed that we weren't really looking for anything serious. And she specifically said that she was probably just looking for a friend to talk to while battling some infection as she was bedridden. And uh, so we talked a lot. But it's really good that she made things clear right off the bat saying like, this is probably not going to be anything romantic. I just want somebody to talk to. And he was okay with it mm-hmm. at the moment. So oh. she says... He was definitely nice when we first started talking, but slowly his narcissism started to show. Mm. Your tail is showing. (laughs) So he would criticize me if I was wearing glasses, saying how ugly I looked. What? Or tell me to call him daddy. 
which okay. she ne- no never way. did. Yeah. Mm. Who does that? Like this person they've never even met in person. Like you've just been talking to online and maybe face FaceTiming and then out of nowhere. How was your day? Huh? Hey, call me daddy. No. Okay, wait. I'm so confused. <laughs> Do people actually want to be called daddy? Yeah, that's like a question that I always had. Why? Why do you want to be Why? daddy with the person that you're sleeping with? Like, I what the fuck? Don't that is understand. so messed up. Yes. Ew. What the fuck? Is that like, real? You, yeah, it's. A, I guess it's a thing. Like, this person just proved. Like, think about it the other way. Are you effed up in the head? Like, why would you want to be daddy to the person that you're doing that stuff to? And then I'm also, like, it. confused because... Is it the girl that wants to call the guy daddy or is it the guy that wants to be called daddy? Because both are really (laughs) fucked up. Yeah, it's, oh, fuck. I've never even thought about it from from the girl's perspective. It's so messed up. It's so fucking messed up. Have you ever been with anybody who asked you to call him daddy? No, I thought this was a (laughs) joke. I literally thought it was just a meme that was going around. Oh, no, 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 sweetie, no. People actually want... Ava, did I just call you sweetie? Yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But, like, this is a thing. Like, I don't understand it, but it's a thing. I mean... If people like what they like. Uh, what can you? What can you do? Ay, ay, ay. <laughs> oh my anyway, god. Anyways, so he wanted to be called daddy, and uh, of course, Lori never did. Thank God. And uh, she also says that he would drop hints of being racist, and homophobic, and just overall a fucking douche. Like it's just not a good person. Um. So Lori said, "I ultimately made the choice to cut him out and told him to no longer contact me." Good girl. Mm-hmm. And then he reached out a few months later and I told him that if we can just talk as friends, that would be fine. And he agreed, but slowly got angry and aggressive about how he wanted to be with me. He called me the C word and then threatened me and a friend. So I blocked him and uh, this is all within the same day of him reaching out. So he just went from zero to a hundred real wow. fast. Yeah, so Lori blocked him on all social media platforms so he couldn't reach out. Or so she thought. Yesterday, however, this is like three years mm-hmm. after the first encounter. Lori says, I got I get a text saying, Hey baby. And what the fuck? Uh, She's like, I didn't have this number saved in my phone because I still had his old number blocked. So I asked who it was. Mm-hmm. And his response was, Guess. And I said, No. And then he responds. <laughs> And then he responds, it's your daddy. What? (laughs) So Lori said I tried to play it off by pretending that he wasn't texting the right person because I didn't want this to happen again in the future. But he kept saying facts about me and I kept saying you had the wrong number. So I blocked his new number again. So it turns out this guy had changed his number for whatever reason and decides to A, save my number from years ago and B, message me saying, I'm your daddy. So, of course, I happily blocked him and uh, I'm just scared that he's going to try this again because it's very easy to change your number or even just find a fake number. He's now th- about 30 years old now and I definitely needs some help. Three years later. Yep. Three years later. Dude, I don't even have all of my contacts synced from two months ago when I got a new phone. How the hell, like, this guy spent the time to go through his contacts, found this girl's number, saved in his new phone, and then text her. 
But you know, like when he got rejected the first time he told her to call him daddy. Yeah. Like, did he think it was going to work the second time, three years later? Maybe she's matured three years, so then she's more open <laughs> she to wants calling a daddy him. now. <laughs> I, like, what? Nope. Like she said in the last sentence of her story, uh, he definitely needs some help. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, no, this is not cool, man. It's just, mm-mm, mm-mm. no, thank you. No, thanks. Interesting. Well, is yeah. this a survivor story too? They're all survivor stories. They're right? all survivor stories. I think, I don't think they've ever really even met in person. Okay. Yeah. That, yeah. They didn't. They didn't. It's always been online and it mm-hmm. just, like, escalated really fast so oh god i'm glad that like she's never really gotten far with this guy and just recognized the narcissist in him and just cut him off and if he changes his number it's very easy to detect who he is because he's gonna ask you to call him the daddy again (laughs) so (laughs) (laughs) oh that's hilarious yeah well thank you so much for sharing your story twiggy572 miss Lori. Okay, this is the second story, and um, this requires a little bit of brain power on okay, your guys' bye. end. Ain't Just nobody got any of that. A little, little bit nope. of brain knowledge. A little I bit. I have okay. zero. So, this is by someone named Business Mowgli, and I'm going to call mm. him Steven. Steven? S- like Steven. Steve. Steven. Business Mowgli, Steve Jobs? Is it? Oh, no. I guess mm. so. No, probably no, not. No, I just, He's, no, I no. literally just saw it on my Facebook page and I chose oh. it. So yeah. So Steven. Okay. So Steven had been hanging out with this girl, Ashley, mm-hmm. and she was super fun. And then they both just generally hit it off pretty well. Ashley had just moved to San Diego and told Steven that she really didn't get a chance to see too much of the area, but she'd love to kind of explore. Mm-hmm. So Steven thought, fuck it, let's go all out and make a whole day's worth of adventures for Ashley. That's nice. So, he, yeah, he really wanted to plan something nice for her. Mm-hmm. So, he planned a full day, woke her up at 5.30 in the morning. Ooh, okay, bye. Early. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little early, Stephen. But he did it so that uh, to make sure that they could watch the sunrise around 6.10. Okay? Stop. That's too cute. That's a right? first date? I, yeah, it was. Well, they've what? been talking. Um, they, no, sorry. They've been hanging out, but uh. then they were just kind of friends i guess right. and then he wanted to take it to the next level so good move my friend yeah good move yep. so it was early but she was really excited to spend the morning with him and come on how sweet is this plan so yeah. they get to these cliffs so like they're sitting on these cliffs that overlook the ocean okay mm. and he's really excited because he can picture how gorgeous it's gonna look when the sun comes up right, right? unfortunately though they oh, no. sat there and then it just kept getting lighter and lighter and lighter, but the sun didn't come. So, what? They were, yeah. So they were both kind of bummed out, but let it go since there was nothing they could do about it. So they thought maybe there was like fog or something, right? Right. So Stephen kept apologizing for basically waking Ashley up for nothing. He felt mm. really bad, like really, really bad throughout the whole day. But Ashley kept laughing it off like a good sport. And mm-hmm. she was really sweet about it. She said that she was just happy to be there nonetheless. Mm-hmm. That's cute. Yeah. So, so she then, likes him. Yeah, she does. She does. So then Stephen brought her to the next destination, which was a mountain called Mount Julian. So this is, this mountain is to the east. Okay. Mm-hmm. And this is important. 
and he spent the day with her taking pictures, getting into fun adventures, and just having a great time. Right. Now, as he's driving, he starts to notice how the sun was already pretty high up. And he started okay. becoming more disappointed because he thought he fucked up by leaving the cliffs too early and missing Aww. the sunrise. Yeah. So anyways, they go about their day. They get some breakfast at this cute diner. They have a beautiful drive up the mountain and then eventually get there around 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. So they had an amazing time and even got to know the local townsfolk who actually let them know of a nice hike to go on. So they end up spending the whole day up there and have a very memorable time. And then around 530, they decide to start heading back down. Mm-hmm. So Stephen drops her off because she's exhausted mm-hmm. and then he ends up going to a yoga class with his friend because he was dropping off a piece of pie for him. So Stephen mm-hmm. sounds like a great friend and a boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like the sweetest guy. I'm going to drop yeah. a, a some pie. pie for my friend and then I'm going to go to yoga class with him. This, who is this guy? <laughs> no clue. San Diego, man. San Diego. Oh my God. <laughs> so he was also really excited to see his friend because he wanted to tell him about how the date went because he thought it went really well apart from the sunrise Uh so he starts telling his friend about how he went to go watch the sunrise in the morning on the coast Uh and his friend starts laughing his ass off and steven was confused trying to figure out what he said that made him laugh so hard Uh and anyways if you haven't figured this out yet steven lives in sunny san diego on the west coast the sun rises on the east and sets (laughs) in the west (laughs) and then his friend was like yeah so like the sun rises on the east and then steven's like yeah duh i obviously know that but then it hit him and he's like oh shit i took her to the west coast to see the sunrise when the sun was rising up behind us so yeah that was his job steve yeah well i mean he put a lot of thought into it he really did it would have been a really cute date had he had known his directions better (laughs) Well, it's unfortunate, but I feel like it's like if his date knew how much effort I'm sure she does that he put if into she this does, date. Yeah, yeah, like and and I think she likes him too. But I think so too. Yeah, everything that she did. Like, if I was woken up at five thirty, I would have, unless I really like this guy. Mm-hmm. There's no yeah. fucking way I would have gotten out of bed. You know exactly. Yeah, exactly. So. You know, hopefully they got a second date and things worked out because that's he's really sweet, man. Like, what kind of twenty first century man in their like twenties would bring their friend a slice of pie and then go to yoga class with him? Like, come on, that's. I wonder if he made the pie. Oh my god, stop! Yeah, (laughs) that's like gold boyfriend material. Come on, you gotta give this guy another chance. Absolutely. Yeah. Anyways, thank you for sharing that. yeah funny hopefully it works out for you guys (laughs) hope you remember next time but all right this is my last story of the week and it's shared by somebody whose username is summer unmuted Mm. so i'll call her summer i guess yeah (laughs) right real original okay yes Mm -mm. so summer says i was talking to this guy we met in december and had our first date on christmas eve which I find very risky, you know, because it yeah. could ruin your Christmas or it could make your Christmas. Yeah, that is very risky. Yeah, she ballsy. You're a ballsy girl. I like it. It's also like a family uh, holiday. Yeah. So it's like really serious to have a date on that day. Yeah. But maybe they just went for coffee in the morning. No, that's you know? true. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so she says, 
I had off vibes, but decided to give him the benefit of a doubt. And then flash forward to January, we were starting to have lazy days and watch movies and just kind of chill. And it was nice. There's no pressure. We had amazing sex and、uh, it was beyond relaxing. So、mm-hmm. I guess the date went okay. It was, she had some weird vibes from him, but she like looked past that and then they were in a good place. Wow.、Okay. Mm-hmm. So he, she says later on, he invited me to the movies with his friends. For my birthday, I was excited because it was the first time a guy wanted to introduce me to his friends. And afterwards, my friends had planned a birthday lunch for me, and、uh, my best friend told me to invite him and his friends over too. So I thought, okay, sweet. What could possibly go wrong on my birthday weekend? Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> so we go to the movies and、uh, met up with his friends. His friends were really nice and silly. We watched a movie and he held my hand throughout. When he first grabbed my hand, he held it up to show it off to his friends, and it was so adorable and a good start to the day. You know that, like, that moment when you first meet his friends or family, and then he's like, This is my girl. And then he yeah, shows it off. It's, it's so cute. I love that. It's so cute. It just. Gives you the butterflies and everything's like, so giddy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my stomach's growling. Can you hear that? No. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was really loud. Oh, God. Anyway, so she says the movie was over and then we went across the parking lot for lunch. While we were waiting for food, one of my friends across the table mentioned how her fiance is deployed. And、uh, this guy is named him, I don't know, Jared. Sure. Jared. Jared. <laughs> Which is her boyfriend, I guess. So、yeah. Jared、um, was talking to her and asking which branch her fiance was in. And then she mentioned that her fiance is in the Air Force. And in response, Jared kind of scuffed and said, I'm in Marine combat. So I'm a real soldier because I'm a Marine vet and he's Air Force. Just kind of like a really backhanded response. Mm hmm. And then they started to argue back and forth for a moment. And then my best friend, who was sitting next to me, asked what happened. So I explained. And、uh, in response, my best friend said, Oh, that's why he's so cocky, because he's a Marine vet. Interesting.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. And shortly after the argument ended, Jared said that the food is taking too long and his friends and him are leaving. And then Summer was like,、um, Just stay a bit longer, because you guys already ordered your food. You can't just leave. And the food is coming on its way. And then my friend, who was arguing with him earlier across the table, just said, It's her birthday. Seriously, are you just going to get up and leave like that because the food is taking too long? And then somehow this triggered the fuck out of him and he blew up, shot up out of his chair, and cussed my friend out, saying, I、What? kill people for a living. And I'll fucking kill you too, dumb bitch. Oh,、yeah. no. Fucking way.、Mm-hmm. So his friends are literally holding him down. Mind you, he's like 5'9 and 230 pounds of solid muscle. And he was trying to jump this 5'2, 100 pound woman. Okay, so his friends had to hold him back physically. And、um, of course, they dragged him out of the restaurant and his friends were apologizing on his behalf. So back to the Bad vibes that Summer had. <laughs> oh, just a few bad vibes. Yeah, right, yeah. yeah. So she said, I knew that the boy had anger issues. He's a combat bad who has seen some things and obviously is affecting him. But I haven't really seen the extent of that until my birthday dinner with my friends and his friends. 
And then, so after that whole commotion, he sent me a text and said, we're done. What? He broke it off? Yep, he broke up with her. I don't know if he was a, such an asshole that he thought his her friends were dickheads so that it's not going to work out or he felt embarrassed and felt bad for what happened. But he didn't apologize. He just sent a text saying, we're done. And it was not even proper grammar. <laughs> Jeez, man. Yeah. Yeah. And Summer said, I was mostly silent during this whole ordeal because I am a reserved and non-confrontational person. Um, I couldn't believe that this was happening to me. And it just felt like something that you would see on TV. And I really wanted to open up a bag of popcorn and watch my (laughs) own story unfold. (laughs) That's so scary. Yeah. And uh, the icing on top of the cake is that her birthday is on Valentine's Day. So this whole thing happened uh, on her birthday slash Valentine's Day. So happy love day to you, Summer. uh, I just like. Oh, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. How does that yeah. just unfold? Just came out of nowhere. Like, they were having an argument, fine. But it's like, I, I'm assuming, I'm imagining that it's not, like, seriously insulting argument. Yeah, it's just like, no. oh, no, Air Force versus Marine, whatever. And then out of nowhere, he's just said, I'm going to, I kill people for a living. I'm going to kill, kill you too, you fucking bitch. Like, what the fuck? Okay, that's like, that's, uh... Yeah, he needs to get checked for that shit, man. Yeah, I'm <laughs> pretty sure he's dealing with some, like she said. PTSD. He, yeah. yeah. It's got to get uh, some help, buddy, there. I hope you yeah, 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 feel better. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's that's so terrifying. Yeah. Imagine if you're dating someone and then that comes out. Like, you you literally might have dodged a bullet. Mm-hmm. She probably did. I mean, Yeah. He probably sad. could have killed her. <laughs> yeah, it's sad, but it's it's a very serious thing, PTSD. And you, you really have to deal with it. Mm-hmm. It's not going to go away on its own. So, Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing that story, Summer Unmuted slash Summer. And this is my last story, and it's the good story. Mm-hmm. So I decided to do a story about a dog named Judy and her human, Frank Williams. Okay, I'm going to cry, aren't I? It's a love story. It's really sweet. I'm going to okay. cry. Um, no, 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 no. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Amy, you said dog and I'm already crying. <laughs> <laughs> it's really sweet. Okay. Let me tell you the story. Okay. Okay. So I got the information from uh, Wikipedia and National Geographic. Okay. Mm-hmm. So let's have a little bit of um, background on Judy, the dog. So Judy was a purebred liver and white pointer dog. Mm -hmm. She was born in February of 1936 in Shanghai, China. She was one of the seven puppies to a dog named Kelly, and they were owned by a breeder. Mm -hmm. At the age of three months, she escaped the breeder and was kept in a back alley by a shopkeeper until she was around six months old so even as a young pup she was kind of adventurous Mm -hmm. escape artist (laughs) unfortunately the shopkeeper had an altercation with a couple of sailors from a japanese navy gunboat and then um yeah she she escaped though and a worker actually found her and brought her back to her breeder because he noticed that it was the same breed in that area Mm -hmm. and i guess Mm -hmm. people didn't really raise dogs back then right and so you only really raise dogs to help with, like, hunting, just, like, working dogs, you know? Mm-hmm. So in the autumn of 1936, there was a ship crew of this ship called HMS Nat, mm-hmm. and they voted to get a ship's mascot. 
and the captain decided to go and get a dog for the mascot. So he purchased Judy from the breeder, and Judy was now part of the Royal Navy. Hmm. They were hoping to train her as a gun dog, but the men began to treat her like a pet instead, and Hmm. she was a pretty shitty hunter. They blamed (laughs) that for her time in the streets of Shanghai, where people just fed her food all the time. Uh And the only time she was a good hunter was when she smelled human food. So pretty, pretty garbage. (laughs) Yeah, that's not a hunting dog. Yeah, no. (laughs) So Judy was very helpful for the crew. She was able to hear incoming aircraft so she could warn the crew if there was danger coming. And in 1939, the crew transferred from the HMS Nat to the HMS Grasshopper, which is a different ship. Okay. And then they were sent to Singapore. Unfortunately, in Singapore, the boat was bombed by Japanese planes (gasps) and sunk. Yeah. Oh, no. No, no, no. Judy was nearly killed, but she escaped and managed to clamber onto a deserted island with a surviving crew. She actually helped this crew survive because she was able to sniff out fresh water sources. And so, yeah, they would have died if she wasn't there. But unfortunately, while they were kind of struggling for survival, they were found by a Japanese crew and then they became prisoners of war. Oh, shit. And so Judy's like a dog, so they didn't really treat her like a human. So with a prisoner of war, basically the people that have held them captive, Mm -hmm. they can't kill them because Mm -hmm. they're actually still protected by um, wherever they're from. Yeah. But because Judy's a dog, like she's not really protected, I guess. Yeah. So anyways, they were still able to bring her to the prison and the camp that all the prisoners of war were living at. Mm -hmm. And then she met Frank Williams for the first time. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, this is her human, okay? Mm -hmm. So Williams had been watching Judy since his arrival at the camp, eyeing the way that she hunted for food, snapping up the maggots that the men would toss from their bowls. And he saw that although she was always a welcome presence among the prisoners, she didn't belong to anyone. Mm -hmm. So one day he called her to him and laid his whole bowl of rice, giving her his whole dinner. When she was finished eating... She lay by his feet and didn't leave. And from then on, she was Williams' dog. Yeah. They loved each other. Judy quickly earned herself a reputation as the protector of not only Williams, but all of the prisoners in the camp. So she got the appreciation of the men, but the prison guards were not amused. Mm -hmm. And so, as I said before, like, she's not really protected. Yeah. But the uplift that she afforded, like, she gave to the prisoners alone was enough to anger the Japanese captors. And... She basically fearlessly intervened when the guards would beat the prisoners. So, like, if someone was taking a beating, then she would fly to the side of him and, like, snarl and growl and protect whoever it was. Mm -hmm. But that also usually meant that the guards would pause from hitting the man and then turn their aggression onto the dog Mm -hmm. and kind of hit her. So Williams was really worried because she did this every time and, like, he knew that the Japanese guards were not going to be patient for this for long. Mm -hmm. So he actually devised a plan. He waited for the camp's commander to get his fill of sake, knowing that he was a happy drunk. And so Williams, when the captain was um, drunk, he basically went there and kind of negotiated with him to make Judy a prisoner of war. Mm. And then it actually paid off, and the commander agreed, and from then on, Judy was prisoner of war 81A. So she was protected now. Yes, yeah, so now you can't kill her, yeah. So although this new distinction did save her from execution, Judy was never out of danger for long. Over the three long years as a prisoner of war, she provoked prison guards and the wild animals she encountered in the jungle, 
She barked at tigers, and she also survived a battle with a crocodile. Oh my god, this I know, dog is, is like so crazy. brave. Yeah. <laughs> so in June 1944, after the prisoners were herded onto a new ship, the Van Warwick, mm-hmm. it unfortunately sank. It was a very dangerous time. <laughs> Judy actually managed to survive, though, and she actually saved several passengers from drowning. So she would, wow. um, yeah, she'd swim out there, grab the passenger, and like. She's built this relationship with all these men, right? So we, she yeah, really we, had a connection with them. We don't deserve Judy. No, we don't. And although her and Williams managed to survive yet again, they were soon recaptured by the Japanese and held Come until on. the end of the war. I know. I know. <laughs> After the end of the war, Judy's life was put in danger once again. She was about to be put to death by the Japanese guards following a lice breakout because mm. they thought that she was the, the source. source of it. Yeah. yeah. But Williams hid Judy until the Allied forces arrived to bring them back to Britain. So he saved her. Mm. When the Allies arrived, they allowed him to board the SS Atner, the ship that was going to bring them back to the UK. Mm-hmm. But he noticed a sign that forbid any animals from boarding the ship. Mm. No. So the other men from the camp went into action and held the dog back while Williams went on board. Then they distracted the guards and smuggled Judy onto the ship with a bag <gasps> so yeah eventually they made it home to england together where they were met with a lot of fanfare and fame judy was awarded the united kingdom's dickon medal which honors the wartime service of animals Aww. and williams and judy lived a wonderful and safe life in the uk after that Aww. and williams said that every day in the prison camp he thanked god for judy because she gave him a reason to keep living all he had to do was look at her and into those weary bloodshot eyes and he would ask himself, what would happen to her if I died? Okay, I'm crying. But unfortunately, in February <laughs> of 1950, Judy got cancer and passed away at the age of 13. Williams buried his best friend in a specially made Royal Air Force coat. And that's the story of Williams and his best friend, Judy. You have pictures of Judy? I do. They're so cute. I have pictures of Williams and Judy. Why you do I this? I this was... I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought it was so cute, though. Like, they've survived so many things together. And, like, he went out of his way to protect her. And she went out of her way to protect him. And they were just... It they're, was very sweet. They're best friends. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's okay. She lived a good life after that. She lived, like, a couple years in the UK just living. I guess. So, yeah. I wish Aww. Charlie could do that. Like, when I was reading yeah, the no. story, I was like... Could Charlie ever Mm-mm. save me from drowning? <laughs> if somebody was was to come to our home right now, Charlie is darting out that door by himself. <laughs> See ya, mom. Bye. Thanks for a good life so far. <laughs> I'm gonna go find <laughs> Nana. <laughs> you should go see his face right now. Oh my god, it's so funny. <laughs> He's gonna be like, "What? Save what? I'm good at detecting human food too, but I can't do that. Yes. Anything else? Oh, Charles, we don't anyway. deserve dogs." No, it's, we don't. They're just... I don't understand how people can ever harm animals because many humans are just the worst. All they do is just... I know! All animals do is just, like, love. Just want to love you. They yeah. just want to love you and be loved. Like, they literally ask nothing off you except for your intention and food. <laughs> I think if you can hurt an animal, you're, like, some sort of crazy evil that... Yeah. That's, like, some next-level evil... Well, thank you so much for sharing that story, and thank you for making me cry on a beautiful Saturday morning. Um, 
You're welcome. Now my heart There's is much heavy and I want a dog. Oh my god, wow. Charlie just like uh I moved a little bit too much and he just like huffed and walked <laughs> off. Yeah. Why can't you be like Judy? <laughs> An asshole. An asshole dog. Well, we're talking stories about a dog saving people out of a drowning boat while Charlie still pees on carpets and yeah. <laughs> gets mad at you for moving. About that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well we can't have it all charlie is tiny and fluffy and yeah, that, yeah. Uh, so that makes that okay no but yeah okay <laughs> so what you're getting well anyways <laughs> <Just be content. laughs> well thank you for sharing that story amy that was beautiful and we need to see that picture asap mm-hmm. we will post it for everyone And that's the end of episode 35. Ta-da! We hope you enjoyed this week's stories. And if you did, please take a moment to rate, subscribe, and review us on Apple Podcasts. It really helps. Yes, please. Yeah. Please. And we want to hear yours or your friends' dating horror stories or love stories. So, or dog stories, apparently, and make us all cry because <laughs> sorry we don't bad. deserve them <laughs> my bad um please email your stories to us at the notbugpodcast at gmail.com and if you want to be anonymous please let us know and we will make up names for you and we're gonna post judy's lovely picture with um <laughs> williams on our facebook instagram and twitter and you can find all of that on our website at the notbookpodcast.com mm-hmm. please tell your friends and family about julie Judy and um <laughs> come on get her name right I come can't. on I'm so sad Respect. right now I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to face it um tell your friends and family about our podcast and about Judy's story and uh, come and listen to our next episode and be our friend you know we are cool people you know? we cool we cool we cool no cool, 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 cool. Yeah, we no. Gucci no okay no no <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> anyways on that note um Tune in next week, guys. I guess. <laughs> we won't tell any more sad dog stories. Oh my god, I'm looking at this, the pictures right now. Stop. I'm gonna cry. Okay, I'm no, gonna go cry now. You. Yeah, okay. Okay, okay. okay bye. I guess bye. Okay. See you next bye. week. Bye. Bye. bye.